With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to the Field Goals Podcast. I'm Brandon Schultz. On Tuesday, the Seahawks came back to practice after a day off. And we got a few more comments on the mock game from Coach Carroll, as well as some injury updates. Starting things off, Carroll raved about thigh arms Al Woods, who he said maybe had the best game out of anyone on Sunday. This is a classic, um, really, for us to, to go get a guy that we've had before that we knew that is a total leader, locker room guy, great character, tough dude. He's so excited to be back playing again. He really missed not playing last year. It really looked like he looks great. He's, he's uh, he's just handled everything really well. You think, okay, another year older, maybe he's losing it. Not at all. Yeah. So um, really excited about his, his return because of the, the person that he is with this team. I mean, just love the guy. I don't know if you guys get a chance to interview him or, or, or at all, but uh, you should because he's he's got a great spirit to him. and We love the kid. Coach Carroll also praised Greg Island and Stone Forsyth, two young tackles who were thrust into starting roles on Sunday due to a number of absences on the offensive line. Both the tackles, uh, Greg Island and Stone Forsyth, both those guys played a lot in this game. They had to play because of the, a couple of things that happened right at the end of the week. And uh, they both they both held their own. And uh, the, I thought Shane did a nice job of getting the ball out for the quarterbacks to help them in pass pro. And, and those guys hung, hung well. So they did a nice job for uh, a couple of young guys. We did get an update on a few of the injured offensive linemen. Pete says that Ethan Posick and Cedric Abwehi will both miss the trip to Las Vegas this weekend. They won't make it this week. Um, Cedric's got a got a little muscle thing that, that it's going to take a couple of weeks probably. Um, and then uh, Postic, we're really like a couple of days to days. You know, it's not, not one day, but it's a couple of days away maybe. And, and uh, we're looking for him to come back. He won't make it by the weekend, though. And finally, more positive developments in the recovery of D. Eskridge, which is a nice thing to hear. He had a really good day again. He's had this is the fifth day in a row of, of him running and conditioning without any problems. So that's a really good sign. We're trying to make sure because he has not been able to run in a conditioning manner over the off season like we would like. We're trying to make sure he's in good shape. And so once he's back out here that he, he can sustain. Uh, so that's, uh, but, it, but it's all very positive and, he's, and he's, he's going in the right direction. Moving on to the player interviews from Tuesday, starting linebacker Jordan Brooks spoke about the role Bobby Wagner's played in his development. It's like kind of a big brother, little brother type relationship. Um, I think he's been big for me mentally. Um, you know, I'm not a guy that's going to ask a lot of questions, but I like to sit back and observe. You know, I, I just watch the way he prepares, the way he handles himself, the, watch, the way that he leads, you know, we, and we have conversations about that. Um, so I just try to take bits and pieces from him. You know, he's credible. You know, he's been in the league for 10 years now. He can stop today right now and be a first ballot Hall of Famer. So anything he has to tell me, any advice he has to tell me, you know, I really, I really take that and I respect it. We also heard from defensive back Trey Flowers on Tuesday, and he was the one lucky enough to be the recipient of the question that has been asked multiple times. Who are the funniest teammates? Funniest teammates. Um, Diggs. Freddie. 
Diggs, Freddie. This is no order. Uh, Big G, Gabe. Gabe, uh, Gabe Jackson. Um, Belor. I throw me in there. I make people laugh. Yeah, I throw me in there at the five spot. Yes, he's back. Nick Belor is back in the lineup. Also, we got some additional detail. Well, a reporter tried to get some additional detail from Flowers on exactly what makes Nick Belor so funny. Here was his response. <laughs> nah, no comment. <laughs> no comment. All right, so based on that response, I'm going to go ahead and guess that Nick Belor's sense of humor is inappropriate in some ways, and maybe with that kind of humor, it's only a thing that certain players appreciate. So that's why he's hitting so high in other people's top five and not in others. So this has been educational. Uh, I'm, I'm glad they're keeping this up. Stay tuned at fieldgoals.com. More articles throughout the week leading up to Saturday's preseason game against the Las Vegas Raiders. Going to be doing a longer show here leading up to the game as well. What do you expect to see or what are you looking to see from the Seahawks? Coming up on Saturday, tweet at me at SeahawkersPod. Also, tweet at Wilson underscore Con, C-O-N-N. Thanks for his help in producing these episodes. Also, check out his article up at FieldGoals.com about the NFL referees placing some stricter limits on celebrations. So check that out. FieldGoals.com. Stay tuned here. Subscribe to the show, SBNation.com slash NFL podcast to get this show or any others on the SB Nation network. And until next time, go Hawks.